Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Courtside Fracker. I'm here with some friends and a guy who likes to be an enemy from time to time, but hey, he's he's around. Kay, how you doing, mate? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. You know, life's all right at the moment. It was a bit uh, shaky last come week, on. but get over it. Come on, move on. Back will be televised, and so here we are now. Three one up, baby. What can we say? What can we say? Obi, how you doing, mate? I'm good, man. It's been a minute. I haven't been on in ages. Yeah, I know. I I, I would say we've missed you, but yeah, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing. I'm messing. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, and thank you for joining me. For those of you guys listening, it is quite late at night. Uh, so I do appreciate these guys for coming on. But we had to do a little... Mm. We had to do a little pre-celebration for the celebration on, on the weekend. you know what I mean? So you guys listen to this on, on your morning commute. Maybe that's just going up and down your stairs if you're working from home. But for those of you going to listen to a lot of shameless Lakers joy. So... If you're like, if you're like Yaz, you're going to hate it, but it's going to be good content. Okay, guys. So here we go. So yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday night, something great happened. The Lakers went one game away from securing their 17th NBA championship. The smile on face, it made me think that you've won already. Oh, I mean, I mean, some, 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 some people say we have, you know. Because, uh, you know, what stranger things have happened, but we are in a, Lovely position to now call ourselves champions. Well, not yet. I'll wait um, till Friday evening. Okay, I can't lie to you. Said. Stranger things haven't happened. Stranger, <laughs> stranger things the, haven't happened. And the guy who did it's on our team. So what can you <laughs> exactly, <think>? exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was an interesting performance. Um, but since you guys last spoke to us, we've ha- have had game three in which the Lakers did lose. Miami played very well, in particular Jimmy Butler. So. Okay, I know you caught the game. What were your main takeaways from game three as we briefly go over that? Uh, they really got AD out of the paint, literally. Yeah. Literally, they got him out of the paint. So with AD, obviously, we've known, as Bron has known to have done in the past, we did the Cavs, he wants to get the big man going early, which at the time was Love, but this time it's AD. Couldn't get him going early, and Boston did a fantastic job of fronting him and keeping him away from the paint and making the catches not as easy, which we also saw in game four as well. And so, boom, straight away, two fouls. Mm. So, automatically, he's in foul trouble. And then, cool, yeah, I think he only took nine shots game three. And then later on in the game, a quick extra two fouls. So, immediately, he had four fouls and didn't even have 10 points. Bear in mind, he only took nine shots. But even he said later, me being in foul trouble so early in the third or whatever, meant I couldn't be as aggressive as I wanted to. Yeah. And so he couldn't do exactly what he needed. And basically, all good things come off what AD is doing, more or less, as yeah. the series has shown until maybe game four. So if AD's hitting his shots, AD's getting the rebounds and the kickouts, and they're working their pick and roll, and he's getting his either short baseline jump or he's working in the post, then things are going well. Mm-hmm. However, if we don't have that, all of a sudden, Ron is trying to facilitate or trying to get the ball out to the guys on the wings and 
more, more often than not, these guys are not driving into the lane. They're not finishing around the rim, which is probably why free throw numbers are a lot lower if you're not named AD or LeBron, because they can't really drive. It's really just a kick and shoot. And if they're not hitting, then normally you'd go, okay, cool, let's give the balls to AD. But then he's not hitting, because obviously it's not going well his way. And so automatically, Bron's stuck in this space where, okay, cool, I need to go crazy. But as we can see, let the other man beat me. They're clearly beating us because we're not hitting shots. Or in the worst worst case, we actually were hitting shots. So the role, team, the role players did actually step up. But unfortunately, I think it just wasn't meant to be because, like I said, AD, the X factor happened to be the X factor as to why we probably didn't win that game because they really just unsettled him the whole time. So our whole rhythm was off, even with Morris and all these men stepping up in the paint and so forth. Just didn't happen for us, man. And you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because much has been said of this small Miami Heat team in that, <clears throat> excuse me, in that with AD, with JaVale, with Bron, with Dwight, we're just going to overpower them in the paint. They're not going to really have any chance. So with AD in foul trouble, what stopped the likes of a Dwight Howard from dominating in the paint? Why couldn't he overcome the small heat or, or, or overcome the 22-point the 20, shooting um, Kelly O'Lillick? What happened? Because this is not Dwight of 2008, well and truly. So he's not going to dominate in the paint, make his own shot. And the game has very much changed from that. And Dwight, on the offensive end, if he's not getting putbacks or pick and rolls, he's not going to be the best passer out of the paint. So I think with that, it wasn't really tailored to him anyway because it just doesn't look like he's got the thing that's going to make Lakers tick from that. If we want to try an inside-out game, it's mm-hmm. really just not going to work. Because you see how Bam kind of works for the Heat. Like, obviously, he's leading them and everything leading into this. He's averaging five assists for them. Like, to get the ball, Dwight's job is normally kick the ball out to the person I'm going to screen for and then roll. His role is very one-dimensional. And it's been that all year, so I don't think it's going to come to a point in the finals where he's going to step up and be like, all right, cool, give me the ball in the paint. I'm going to make this happen because his role until then has been more or less non-existent, just dump puffs and putbacks. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have to concur with that. I think the main... We have to go on to someone. We have to, we have to touch on him. He, he dropped a 40-point triple-double. Um, the only, only people to have done that before is the is the fable-like uh, Wilt Chamberlain with his numbers and our very own LeBron James. However, in those two previous triple, uh, 40-point triple-doubles in the, in the playoffs, they resulted in losses. Jimmy Butler's one's the first that's actually resulted in a win. So we have to touch on him in some respect. And I think we spoke about in our group chat as well, somewhat maybe the most impressive stat of, as, as of where NBA has gone these days is that not one of those 40 points came from outside of um, the arc. It was all jumpers. They were all two-point shots. And yeah, Obi, wh- wh- what did you make of? What did you make of Jimmy? I, I, I know you didn't catch the game, um, like in its in, in its full length. But what did you make of his performance from from what you saw? I just thought it was, I thought it was honestly it was incredible. Like I think that everyone, everyone, everyone for two Lakers tune it up, no bam. No druggage, no chance. Like, it's going to be 3 0, easy, simple. And Jimmy yeah. just put the whole team on his back. Like, and obviously, the fact you say he knows that he's not a good three point shooter. So he thinks, okay, I've got to get to the basket or I've got to pull up, do a jumper, anything like that. And the fact that he managed to get 40 points, no three pointers, like, that's just incredible. And can I just make a quick, uh, I don't know, I want to make a quick, quick point. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, innit? But I'm not afraid to be wrong. Is Jimmy Butler the player that everyone thinks Russell Westbrook is? <laughs> no. No. Let's not, let's not do that. No, 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 normally, no, no. Normally, I'm a Russ fan, but he's obviously disgraced his family name until recently. So I can't really stand him as much. But Jimmy Butler is not what Russ pretends to be. No, 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 he's not. He's not. He's, he's not. He's like, I, I think people, whenever you give people their, their top 20, top 30 in, in the league, Honestly, people forget that 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 that, that, that they forget Jimmy Butler, and that, there, there's a no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. There's a reason. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's no, but I'm there's saying. there's a reason for it, and I know everything's made of his mentality and this and that, and he's all this. And obviously, man's not even showering, not cutting his hair, like not brushing <laughs> his teeth. Every all of this, all of that elite mentality and all of that. However, we and I'm always I will always be one to disrespect Russell Westbrook just because of the people in our group chat. However, I think that is that's. Borderline egregious to borrow the words of. Hey, I'm just asking. No, I'm just asking. I, 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 no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't hang on that. Jimmy's so a had... 19 to 22 point a game kind of guy. One of my friends. Mm. If that, if that. So this 40 point triple dub, while sensational and a moment call for him, we saw the difference in game four. Like we saw what happened. Like that's mm. not the norm for Jimmy. For Jimmy mm. to go and force his own shot looks painful. Like it takes it all out of him, and he's playing 42 minutes a game more or less because he's the only person on both ends too I, I think it's I think it's important to remember to not let the Russ this injured Russ that we saw I'm, I'm going to imagine he was injured because the guy didn't even dunk um, I'm going to I'm going to say that this this Russ that we saw in this playoffs is not is not the Russ that we know don't let don't let this mm. don't let this streak uh, ruin your reputation of, of who he is you, you can do it for the likes of you can do it for the likes of Paul George because he's been like this isn't it like that's completely <laughs> fine I have no problem with that but Russ I think I have to I have to, I have to maybe, I have to maybe join the Russ Avengers for, for for that one in that, in that, in that quote. But um, but you mentioned, Kay, you mentioned um game four. So, um, as you can see, I'm starting to get a bit more chirpy in how I'm speaking. Like obviously, <laughs> game, game three was a bit sad. Game four, you know, look, li- life is good again. Well, I mean, up until the second half, first half I was, I was, like, it was, I was, it was kind was of very scared. close. My hands were sweating the game. I ain't gonna lie to you. We won. Don't get me wrong. Close. And champions win ugly games, as they always say in football. You win the ugly ones, so it don't really yeah. matter. But I really think that the Heat lost that rather than we won that, especially going into the fourth. Like there were moments when I thought, okay. The lead isn't big enough. It was two or three. And it takes that, that Duncan Roman Robertson shot that hit off the backboard and went in. I thought, okay, it's going to be one of them days. But Jimmy missing that three in the corner and then LeBron running down there and hitting KCP. Perfect. Mm. KCP is just playing for freedom because I know he's, on, he, he's not on tag anymore, but he didn't want to go back on it. So he's, he's really, really playing well. So, yeah, I think we played as good as we could have probably could have played better considering AD was non-existent on offense again. Stellar on defense because the game yeah. was played on both ends. Fantastic on defense. And LeBron was annoyingly passive to the state. I know he wanted to get guys going. Yeah. Of course, you want your teammates to contribute, which they ultimately did in the fourth, as we saw with like KCP getting the corner three and blowing past Duncan Robinson. But between all of us, we can all blow past Duncan Robinson. So <laughs> it is what it is. But at the same time, when it comes down to it in the crunch time, you don't want the ball in anyone else's hands but LeBron or AD's. And he, until maybe the last couple of minutes, even though it was in rondos, he was all too ready just to dish it off. And okay, it came to our favour this time. But when it comes down to it, 
I'm not trusting any of them, man. I want yeah. the ball in LeBron or AD's hands. No matter how many turnovers they've had per game, I just want to see it there in their hand. Pick and roll till we die and see what happens. And if you're open, take the shot. If you're not, I don't care. Fair enough. Connor, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say about, obviously, KCP, he had, I think it was like 15 points and five assists or something like that. Yeah. But, like, he had a good game. And I said this in the group maybe last week. I feel like, collectively, we don't give the Lakers supporting cast enough credit. Mm, right. Speak on it, King. I, don't. I feel like... Oh, King's okay. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, there's a reason why, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like in these playoffs, um, obviously, they all, all had good games all at the same time. But I feel like, uh, what's it, Morris, Caruso, Rondo, Kuzma, Kuz- and um, who would you say, KCP. I feel like Collectively, I'm so they, happy you didn't mention Danny Green, but go on. No, yeah, Danny, okay, yeah, I'll leave Danny Green out because he's been <laughs> terrible pretty much every 28% day. from three, 29% from the field. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, I feel like they've all hit big shots at big moments and even like been well, I say solid. I'm only talking about Caruso, really solid on defense. And I think before the bubble started, I think we, everyone made a big deal about how uh, the Lakers squad wasn't a championship squad. You know, if they played the Clippers, then, you know, the Clippers will win easily, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like they've all stepped up. I don't know if you guys agree or not. Um, they have. And do you know what it is? Yeah, I'm still far too cynical because of that first 5 for 23 game they had against Portland. Yeah. However, <laughs> I know. But however, like you said, they've stepped up. And I think the system that we have just, like, works for them. Like, when LeBron is off the court, the ball is in Rondo's hands. And you can't get any more secure on both teams than the ball being in Rondo's hands. And then him facilitating, let people know where they need to be. And even though he's an asshole, he's a fantastic mind. So he kind of knows exactly what he's doing and where to point people out. And then, yeah, I mean, Kuzma's job off the bench is just to shoot. KCP's being quite aggressive, which I feel has probably been asked of him because he's taking all the shots, fair play to him, because it's needed. And to be fair to him, he's actually hitting them. He's probably playing the best and the most consistent out of all the role players, not named Caruso if not better than him, because he's actually hitting his shots, because Caruso's job is obviously to pester people on defence. So, yeah, man, I feel like the bench could probably get more credit, but I do feel as well we are probably a bit more favourably matched up in the teams we've played, even though no one really wants to hear that. If we go through all the teams and you maybe break it down to his nuances, we've probably been not overmatched, but probably favourably matched in certain sense in terms of the defence and the experience of some of the teams we're playing and how they're made up, per se. But yeah, we can't knock them because we're 3-1 up against Miami. But then people are going to say, well, we should have been anyway. So, you know what, though? I, I can't... I get what you're saying, but I can't fully agree with it. And that's only because... And that's mostly because of the Houston series. Because that was the series everyone said that our role players would be found out. Everyone knows that D'Antoni's Houston didn't really have much of a rotation with, with these players. We've had about, what, six, seven players in, in these whole rotation? Like, there's, I mean, there's barely any break for anyone, as, as, as it was. So... I felt like that was the game where you, that was the series where you felt like, okay, Lakers are going to get found out. And, and that was going to be our Achilles heel, the, the perimeter shot that we couldn't defend. And suddenly these guys who hadn't been able to do this in regular season managed to, managed to do it. And they started, they basically overcome each and every piece of adversity that's come their way. And I think that's why they're getting the credit. And there is some claim, and I'm only saying some because of the skill set of this, these other teams I want to mention. Clippers bench has been lauded as this best best bench, the best bench in the league. For well, being honest, it probably is. Yeah, it is. It is. And on paper, you can clearly see it's the deepest team. Like they, it's not. It's not by. It's not by accident that they often they, they frequently get six six man of the year in their in, in in their outfit. And even even as outside of that, just this year, you you can tell how good their players are. However, as a team. 
as a team, not as individual players, as a team unit, you can see how the Lakers play with each other, for each other, where you can feel like that's not necessarily there with the Clippers. And I hate to be that, yeah, dog, here to be like, oh, Brexit me, Brexit <laughs> kind of guy. Like, oh, if, if, if you're headstrong in it. Because yeah. LeBron will take away their phone privileges if they don't play properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. Why is too man. Yeah, Le- Le- LeBron, I saw like LeBron sent the text message like, hey, guys, we need to win this game four. So they already knew if we don't win, we're sleeping outside. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. There, but I feel like there is some element to that. I think there is some element that when you play for each other, with each other, you, you, you perform better and you perhaps perform outside. You, you perform better than you think you would or you perform better than people think you would. And I think there is some claim to be made in that. So I have to give them credit. Um, but I do want to break down the actual game four game. So we did mention uh, how great Jimmy Butler was in game three. He had a 40-point triple-double, the first, the only player to go on and actually get a win from that in the finals. And you could see him continuing where he left off. In the first, he went five from five from the field. He was, he was guarded by Dwight Howard, who just couldn't live with him. And he's always been seen as this athletic, huge guy, but... But Butler was just, he was just too good. That just, sometimes you just have to be like, you know what? You're just too good. And Bron tried it for a little bit. Bron, Bron couldn't hack it either. I have to, I have to be completely honest. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy was still dropping those, those shots. Now, that came in, that came in tandem with Bron, with Bron dropping five turnovers, unlike him, yeah. and with only eight points in the, in, the, in the first half. But keep all of that in mind, guys. The Lakers were still up two. When your best player is throwing the ball away willy-nilly, mm-hmm. only has eight points, and you're still up to with with your with the best player on the other team look seemingly hot from seemingly hot from the field, you can already see the problems. Do you get what I mean? So without just using it as a lazy analysis, you can see that okay, Miami are already in some problems here, despite mm-hmm. the fact that okay, they may be cooking up something here, but you could see that. The fact that they were still behind is that they really having to work for their points. Either that or the Lakers' defense is coming up trumps. And I think, I think we saw that in, in the second half. So, Obi, I know you touched, I know you watched the game. And I saw, I've been, it's an interesting one with Spo. So, I'm going to make a point on Spo quickly. Since game two, we've seen that uh, he's dropped this this zone defense is more is more it's, it's more man but with a hint of zone so where there's a man on the perimeter where you're like oh, i don't really mind if you if you if you shoot a free danny green i'm gonna drop into the zone i'm gonna be an extra man in the paint so you've seen that more and it's actually come to their advantage lakers having to uh, really work for their point even with the ball in bronze hand you can see him that half court offense often well not often it sometimes results in a fall away, jack up a three, barely anywhere near the rim. That's good defense. He's yeah. playing well there. So he's finally managed to change that after two games. Previously, you saw that um, against, I think it was against Boston, despite dropping games, it was like, oh, I think I mentioned this in a previous party. It was like, oh, you know, we're not doing so well on zone. It's like one of the pre, like just, you know, just before they start a quarter, they interview a man, they interview the coach. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to stop changing. Um, I, I'm going to change up the, the zone. He, he kept with the zone for the rest of the series. And this was like game two or something. He kept it for the whole time. He stuck in his ways. And something to Vogel's credit is that he is always willing to change it up when necessary and make the necessary adjustments. I don't know if it's Jason Kidd. I don't know if it's him. I'm going to give him the credit because he's a head coach. And you can see 
you can see the Lakers reaping the rewards of that against the various teams that we've that, that they've played in in the playoffs so far. And to end this long monologue, what I'm trying to say is that was that perhaps to suppose inability to change up at, at key moments he's he's downfall. So by that I mean keeping in the likes of Hero and Robertson who were getting getting switched on the pick and roll on Bron and and AD. And it was barbecue chicken from there. Why wasn't Iguodala playing? Why, why, why wasn't he playing more minutes down the stretch to, to provide an extra unit on D when clearly the problem is stopping the Lakers getting, getting buckets as opposed to getting the buckets yourself? Like, that's my main criticism of him. But what did you think of that? Sorry, I was, I was very long-winded. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think it's a bit of, I don't want to say stubbornness, but I think it's trying to get his main scorers hot. So like, I think he has to, he thinks he have to, I have to keep in Hero, I have to keep in Robertson because outside of Jimmy, they're the only ones who are, who are really going to score. You haven't got Dragic to, to lead the offence either. So I think you need to keep at least one of them in at all times. Um, so I think that's probably the main reason why he kept, why he kept those two, didn't switch out, switch one of them out of Iguodala. Mm. Um, that's, I think I kind of, I get it because... You're not going to think you're like if you if you want to score if you want to outscore the Lakers. Obviously, I know you're focusing more on defense, but if you want to outscore the Lakers, you're not going to bring in Andre Iguodala. You're going to bring in Tyler Hero. Who, but been... but the thing is, do you not feel like it's a little bit naive to think that you can outscore the Lakers? Uh, no, I don't think it is. I think they've been shooting the lights out. Well, yeah, before this series, anyway. Like I think they were one of the best shooting teams in the league, weren't they? Like they haven't the first four games of the series, they haven't managed to replicate that so far, but. I understand why he's trusted the system that's got him all the way here. But okay, cool. So he trusts the system that's got him all the way here. It hasn't worked out for the first, let's say, two and a half games. Maybe part, 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 part of this game. Why would? Why do you not switch it up? Mm. Okay, I'm asking you. It's the personnel. It's just people on the court. You can only make do with what you got there. Mm. And they did switch it up because they were trusting the system. But all of a sudden, Jimmy's taking twenty odd shots a game. I mean, I, I've, I think they had no choice at that point, to be fair. They've got no choice. And in terms of, like, how they're scoring and stuff, like, like you said, like Obi said, it's either Jimmy or Hero or Robinson. And Robinson is running bleep tests all over the court. Honestly, like, he is running his arse off. He's running his arse off. Honestly, he's a Wisconsin clay. That's what he is, Wisconsin Clay Thompson. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, <laughs> I, I, I was so tempted to make a, a, a likening to Clay Thompson, but with Clay, he's fantastic. He's fantastic on the defensive end. So I'm like, you know, what? I can't, I can't react you for that. Isn't. And as we've seen, he's actually been quite cold in this series. Bar that one game, even though he's kept shooting, bar like game three where he kind of got a little thing going. But the Lakers have done actually very well of rushing him off his off his shot because more often than not, I think he's got one of the best percentages of spot up shooters in the league yeah, of all does. time, in fact, as well. So his job is to catch and shoot, and he managed to hit one, I believe, over KCP, and that was a fantastic look. But other than that, he is not going to. If there was a there was an offense late in the fourth in the in the game four where him and Hero had the ball, and I don't know what they did. We were just playing pat a cake in the corner, and then. <laughs> Chocolate violation because between the two of them, mm. I, I don't know what was going on. So, Hero can make make his own shots. We can see he can score off the dribble. He can do a little sign here and there. He's got a bit of flavour to him. Duncan Robinson cannot. Mm. So if Hero's not scoring, and obviously Jimmy's not scoring, and after a while, bam, his his offense, even though he's doing great, incredibly one dimensional, has got mid range, 
one one out of eight times, if that, and he's getting putbacks in that. But if he's not getting those, their offense all of a sudden becomes very, very stagnant. So in terms of changing out, there's not really much they can do other than the personnel. And Iggy ain't getting you no buckets. He's, they're just there to disrupt. Like they, like they asked him, what are you going to do in this game or to disrupt AD? Just keep him out of the paint, whatever. They're not really getting buckets from anywhere else. Crowder's main focus was slapping LeBron game four. Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was nice. Proper shots. So, yeah, I think, unfortunately, if it's not Jimmy or Tyler, there's not really much they can really change. Because if they go back to the same more kind of ball movement, oh, let's try and get everyone going here and there slowly, like the system, they get blown out by 30. Whereas if they put their, themselves on Jimmy and, unfortunately, a 20-year-old rookie's back, maybe they'll get somewhere. Mm. But as we've seen, it's not really uh-huh. getting that far. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You make, a, you, make, you make a good point. Maybe that's just my way of thinking. I'm just very much... Uh, um, I'm very much like a damage limitation kind of guy, and then and then we make a move from there. But no, you, you make a, you make a very fair point. On on the topic of coaches, um, Obi, you you gave me a bit of your gave me a bit of your your viewpoint on it. Kay, I, I want to ask you, what do you what do you think about the matchup of of Spo versus versus Frankie V? Who do you think is getting try and it's going to be tough, but <laughs> try and not solely put it down to the scoreline. Try not to put it down to just the players they have. But who do you think is winning the tactical battle? I suppose definitely winning. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Even though we're clearly winning, that just comes down to the fact we have two top five players in our team mm. and our defence is fantastic. And don't get Why me wrong, do I don't want to disregard the role Frank, Frank Vogel's known as a defensive coach and we couldn't play a lick of defence last year or the year before. So I really appreciate that. He's doing very well there. And obviously, Jason Kidd, probably better much suited as an assistant, is doing a great job with them. And obviously, the offence is very much... Ron or AD, but they have some off-ball stuff where they run along the baseline and so forth, and the handoffs when they're running along the top of the key, which is fine. Like that works for us. But I believe it when it comes to like outthink, when it comes to outthinking each other, I think it was most shown in game three. And that came, and in the start of game four as well, that came with keeping AD quiet. Because the first two games they had no idea. And then they adjusted because AD, they'll have the ball on the on the free throw line extended. And then they'll play the ball into AD in the post. But then what they wouldn't factor in is someone will come in from the weak side, not the middle, but all, from the, all the way from the other side along the baseline and try and double him. And that happened three, four times in game four and they couldn't adjust. And that was all they were doing in game three, trying to get him to give up the ball. And we saw a few times that was where the turnovers came from. And AD couldn't get settled in the post, really couldn't take shots. So that's probably been the biggest factor. Obviously, they've not accounted for the fact that AD is a monster on defence. So he's still going to impact the game. But in terms of like coaching decisions, there's nothing really special I say Vogel has done, bar the masterstroke of playing AD on, on Butler, where he went one for seven, which mm. obviously we know AD's a unicorn, as they say, he's seven foot, can move his feet. But well and truly, you're expecting someone who's six foot six, very athletic by normal standards, to be able to get past an above average perimeter defender, no matter how good they are, and maybe finish out the lane or get some fouls. And he couldn't do that. So I think that's the one time that maybe Vogel's got ahead of, of Spo. But in terms of what um, Miami do, I think it's a lot better. It's just the fact that the personnel isn't there. And ultimately, as we say in football, you just need good players yeah. to be able yeah. to execute something. And they haven't got the players to do it. Fair enough. That's very fair. You did mention AD there. You did mention his defensive prowess. Obi, I want to ask you, is AD the best defender in the league? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think so like the way I think of it I was thinking of it um, earlier today 
Um, Yanis won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. From what I watched, I, didn't, I only think I only watched two games. When my, my when Miami played the Bucks, whenever <laughs> I feel like the the time, as I said, the timeline bullied Yanis into into um, defending Jimmy. Like he didn't <laughs> do it the whole series. Everyone was getting on to it's him. Only the timeline uh, bullied him into acknowledging that he's Nigerian. But anyway, you 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 please continue. Nigerian Independence Day and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and he did that, and it just wasn't effective at all. Like Jimmy was blown by him every opportunity that I saw. And then obviously switched that now with um, with AD game four. Obviously game three, um, Jimmy was doing everything, like getting getting as many buckets as he liked. Game four, they switch up, it puts AD on him. And then suddenly, defensively shut down. Like wasn't getting, being anywhere near as aggressive as he was in game three. Wasn't getting the sort of shots off that he, that he was getting off in game three or even earlier in the game in the first mm-hmm. half compared to the second half. And I just think, like, when you can shut down a player like that, and you can and you can also shut down multiple other positions effectively, he's the best defensively. So you're basically saying that AD managed to do what the Greek fraud couldn't, and that was that was stop Jimmy Butler in in any way possible. Oh, that's that's really interesting because you know who else managed to do that uh, in the last series, if I'm not mistaken. I think Bron managed to stop Jamal Murray, which is something that Kawhi couldn't do, but and. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I brought that up. That's nothing to do with this. Oh my goodness! Never mind. Believe Kawhi. Sorry. His cornrows must have been too tight. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. It must have been freshly laid. You know. I mean, yeah. Poor, poor guy, man. He's he's head was tight. His back must have been hurting from from carrying him for the rest of the series. But anyway, we digress. On to <laughs> back onto the Lakers. There was a really interesting stat I saw, and that is that the Lakers are fifty six and zero going into fourth quarters. This season, that is um, yeah, that's that's simply fantastic. The last person to ever do that uh, came in the seventeen eighteen season from a man you guys may know. His name is LeBron James. Uh, it was with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was a fifty and one record. That was a that was a close est type of record um, in doing this. It goes to show that once again, I don't mean to bring them up, but it just they naturally come. Um, when you're winning in the fourth quarter. You watch LeBron and his team, he'll show you how to close out a game. I mean, that's simply, that's simply just how it is. Certain teams from, from across, from, you know, yeah, across the lake in, in LA couldn't oh, really God. do... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Weren't oh. the Lakers leading in, in the fourth quarter in game three? Come again? Weren't the Lakers leading in the fourth quarter in game three? No? Uh, Obi, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to come back in. I can't really hear you too well. Oh my goodness, what's what's going on here? Anyway, Kate, as I was saying, as I was saying, in the fourth uh, quarter when it matters, the Lakers come up trump. Um, they were leading in the in the, in the third in the fourth quarter in, in game three, but they weren't they weren't leading going into the, the okay, quarter. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Which was key. Come on, like, you yeah, have to listen to the stat carefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I say all of that to say this. I say all of that to say this. Before we give our predictions on game five and who would take that. Finals MVP, where's it going? Let me give you guys some. Let me give you guys some top line stats. So LeBron James is averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, and nine assists. AD is averaging 26 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. And Jimmy Butler is averaging 29 points, seven rebounds, and ten assists. I only say Jimmy Butler stats out of respect because yeah, you can't give it to the loser. Yeah, I've, but yeah, it just you just don't give it to a loser. I mean, if 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 in all honesty, LeBron LeBron James should have should have had a 
should have had a finals MVP if they were giving it to losers in the um oh. the, the, in the, 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 the series where, 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 where he holding it to 34 points a game. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and, and he got defensive, he got a finals MVP, which is incredible. Ooh, shiver me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, but Kay, where do you where do you think the race is going right now? Is it solely down to narratives, or do you feel like AD actually has a chance of catching Brom? Oh no, AD's throwing this in the bin. Let's not get twisted. He's throwing it away. The first two games, unfathomable. He's doing some crazy stuff. Bron was staying in to get them twenty point, them twenty point <laughs> shamelessly important. <laughs> no, you know what? The Bro, first game. Funny. You know what? You know what? Okay, the first game was nasty, yeah, because I was, was no like, need. Oh, and I think we went on like a seventy seven thirty two run. I'm like, yo, why are you here? Why are you playing, my G? Hey, listen, listen. The ball's got enough here, and they go pound the ball on the sideline. Honestly, like, I, I, I'm, I, I can't remember. I was, talk, I was talking to sign a group. I said he was watching the game back in the morning. I said to you, bro. LeBron has like 10 points going into the fourth. He ends the game with 30 points. He's like, how, Harold? How? You keep watching the game, you find out. Honestly, <laughs> disgusting. So, yeah, he had them first two games. However, I hate that it's, it's an offensive league. No one cares about defense, bro. The first, last two games, AD's been the man on defense, but guess what? No one cares. Yeah. Whereas LeBron has actually yeah. carried the Lakers the last two games offensively anyway. One would but say. do you not feel like. The fact that AD didn't play well game three and the Lakers lost, that adds that plays in his advantage than that maybe he actually is the most valuable player. When he plays well, they win, or no? Yeah, because some of these, obviously I don't want to be disrespectful for anyone, but some of these um, basketball heads who are in charge of voting aren't exactly sometimes the most knowledgeable when you get mm. people saying they vote based on the narrative and not on fact. So, yeah, yeah. That's kind of, yeah. that kind of sums it up. So yeah, I think even though... I think it's just two. It's probably a tie game going into this last game. It depends who has the biggest game five. And just we really see who has the fat game five. If AD goes off a 40 20 with a little four piece reap, four piece assist, he'll probably give it to him. Do you, really think, do you really think LeBron would allow that? I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. If, if, however, LeBron is going to assault somebody again on offense, and maybe Duncan Robertson this time, because Hero got it last game, mm. and you're going to see him screaming into the camera. And then from there, you're just going to know what's up. Because I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he shouts "Yeah, 17 in, in, into the camera. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, listen I, I, the shamelessness is going to occur. He's going to say, Kobe, we did this for you. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe, oh, this is for you. You know, Kobe in his spirit. You know, Kobe being Brian. Is <laughs> with a song. You know, Lake Town forever. I, I came to this town and said, I want to win a chip. I can I can write this speech word for word. You'd be like, oh, you know, you know what, Mark? Max taught me, man. He taught me that. Listen, all your brothers that have come and gone, you respect them, man. You do it for them, man. Honestly, that's the kind of things we'll be saying. For God, Obi. I'll say, Kay, I just want to say that your, um, your accent was way better than Harold's accent in that last episode. Last hey, week. look, look, look. look. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. They doubted us, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Look, they doubted us, man. <laughs> Hey, hey. I, thought, I thought I was a master stroke to be honest. Nah, was horrid. Oh, was horrid. The thing I can't wait to see is JR Smith, zero minutes posing with that trophy. Oh, oh yeah, you, you, know, God, you, know, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Oh, my God. oh but yeah, as we get into the as, as we get towards the end of the podcast, I want to know what you guys think of Oh wait, quickly, quickly. Hold on. Um so are we all agreed? Well, what do you think? Oh sorry, I, 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 did, so I didn't even ask you, Ovi. Yeah, go no, on. No, I was I was just gonna say of the four games so far, because I think if I was basing it on these four games, I would give the MVP to AD, personally. But yeah, I don't know. of course. But yeah. narratives. And I think him going missing, per se, in game three, probably wouldn't go in his favour. But I do think, even though he wasn't... Re- that was a very hard 25, whatever he had in game four. Defensively, 
insane. And that's impacts that we definitely needed, considering that game was so close for so long, especially because yeah. LeBron was struggling, even though he got his numbers in the end. Those I don't care what anyone says. If you watch the game, you'd see that that 27 or whatever he had was a struggle. He really was for that. And he was very, very hard. So, yeah, I would say AD probably is the, M- the finals MVP leading into this. But I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to LeBron because that's just the way the story goes, man. We need them ESPN debates. I think to... to, to I mean, to, I'm about to say to put on my my, my bron cape, but honestly, it, it 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 never never comes off. So to to, to go in the bronze f- favor here, I do think, although I I really think it's about me. I, I have to be honest. Like I, as much as I want a cap for for bron, I have to be honest. And AD has been sensational on on both ends this whole series. I think AD. I think bron is really a really good tempo setter. He's very much a guy who is gonna aid in his team's performance now and you've seen that more of him I don't feel like that is necessarily um a choice because I feel like his body is just not what it was essentially like he just can't he can't keep pounding his way his way to the basket like like he used he used to in in years gone by Mm. I just I feel like in terms of the tempo setting I feel like in terms of his leadership I feel like those intangibles is what is gonna add in his favor along with the, the obvious narrative of course but he did play he did genuinely distribute the ball well in, in the second half of game four. And he, and he, there's something that I will always criticize him of. It is his late game free throws. And he went seven from seven from, from the line in game four. And that was something I was surprised to see. And ones, honestly, he was, he, was, he was actually genuinely looking okay. But from the field, not so much, apart from that one fadeaway jump on Jimmy, that was, that, that, that was, that was pretty nice, to be fair. But I do feel like you, I've, I've almost talked myself out of, out of my point the more, I, the more I've spoken. I, I can see, aside from narrative, I still can see why Bron might get it just because of his whole leadership thing, where he is right now, who, yeah, I'm, I'm chatting rubbish right now. Yeah, it's, it's AD, can't lie. Anyway, Bron to lie down, man. That's, that's, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, as, as, as we reach the end of the podcast, I just want to ask you guys, What's what's going on in Game Five? Uh, uh, is Jimmy doing doing another madness? Is is he extending this to to a six game series? Maybe perhaps even a seven game series? What do you what do you think, Obi? I'll start with you. Is is Dragic out for this game as well? Do you know what? I feel like he's been out since he had that injury. I think yeah. I think they've just been it's just a tactic that they're using to to maybe keep the Lakers on like on edge kind of thing. But really, like the the type of injury and those gone by before. It, mm. You just you just don't ever come back that quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna assume no. So yeah, no. Fair. Yeah, I can't see past the Lakers win. Unfortunately, because I would like this to be a bit more interesting than it has been. Um, I feel like in general the series has been a bit dull. Like last game, last game aside, I thought last game was pretty entertaining. But yeah, yeah I can't see past the Lakers win. You know, LeBron and AD both control thirty. Caruso might drop a quick fifteen if you're lucky. <laughs> Lovely. And Kay, how about you? Oh, we gonna close this out. I would hope anyway. Like obviously they say Jimmy will probably go down fighting and all their man, but mm. this is probably the most pressure any of their man have faced in their life. Jimmy included. Yeah. And, yeah, and we'll say don't be surprised if Danny Brick shows up, baby. I'm talking four for nine from three, couple layups, couple free throws, couple fillets, you know. So don't be surprised if Danny Brick shows up. That disgrace will know no better considering he's, he's done it before. You know what, though? I'm glad you mentioned that because although it's taken him way longer than I honestly 
can't <laughs> fathom why Frankie V has stopped playing him as much down the stretch, and it mm. needed to happen because that guy, it's it's, it's almost it's almost like they take the piss. I had um you had uh, Jeff Van Gundy on on commentary. He was like, you just can't leave Danny Green open. I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course he can leave him open. He doesn't ever make any is, shots. Apart from my agenda aside, what we can clearly see is a man clearly struggling. Like, we can't be remiss from these men have been in the bubble for how bloody long. Yeah. And obviously, their families have just joined them in the last month, but it's oh, been two, go. three months. So while I do understand that more serious side, at the same time, as NBA finals, man. Don't be a oh, bloody... Thank disgrace. God. I, 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 was go all... I was getting there because he's being a bloody disgrace right now. 29% from three. So game five... I will not be. I want to put some money down now. I'll say Danny Bricks might actually show up game five, and actually I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. You, 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 you scared me there because I genuinely thought you're going to go all sigh and go all introspective and, and worry about family. Oh, oh no, this is oh, NBA no. finals, baby. Get okay, it. Man. Thank God. Thank God. Out them kids. Enough of yeah. that. It needs to be done. <laughs> Misogynist kings over here, guys. Um, but yeah, that's that's, that's that's the same for me. I think that's a clean sweep from all of us. I think it's a gentleman's sweep all round. Yeah. And if that happens, that would have been that the Lakers have gentlemen swept the entire league. <laughs> That's mad when you think about it. That, that is actually incredible. Um, and yeah, I guess, I can't lie to you, I'm fairly confident. I, I, didn't mm. even watch, I didn't even watch game four live. I was like, you know what? Honestly, it's good. I'll, I'll watch it in the morning. I check the scores. Like, yeah, of course we won. But anyway, um, we'll, 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 see you next, guys. we'll see you next time, guys, on Sunday, where Kay and I will be fully drenched in our in our in our LA garms, you know. We can't do our parades, obviously. I mean not like we'll be in LA. K might I wouldn't have. Um but <laughs> we'll we'll be doing our own celebration here. Uh so yeah guys check it out. I, I won't even be in the country but I'll make sure I'll I make an ready. appearance. I'll be ready. Listen it's autumn in, in, in the UK but it's gonna be a hot summer. Okay. You keep me sick bro. <laughs> I can't stand this. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm telling you, no one wants to see me if we win. Oh my this god! Is, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Janine, side knee, Mariah, all of you guys. Fact, who else? Reams, Jeff, all of you guys. Listen, <laughs> you know what is? I want the Lakers to win, but you lot are just making it hard. I live in LA in the side of my head. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'll let you know. Monday morning, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for real. But honestly, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time. Thank you very much, Ovi. Thank you very much, K. Guys, take it easy. Peace. Podcast Network.